I think we've come a long way since last week with our theme song. We're headed into the future. <laughs> it is 2015 after all. That's kind of futuristic. Yeah. I think I think somebody's doing a head transplant somewhere. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah that's is that 1955? Yeah. You want a new body? No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is April 23rd, 2015. And uh, this is our second episode. And we can thank Stris and Crawley for that fabulous new tune. It beeps and boops. Hey, it was really fun. I I took a day off of uh, job hunting and and sang a song. It's beautiful. The Stris song was great. It went to my heart in a deep and meaningful way. (laughs) Me too. I've heard it so many times all week. Honestly, though, every time I hear it, I found myself singing it later. I'm like, do, 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 do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay so this is our second episode and in this episode we're going to be interviewing soup so soup what kind soup? of soup chicken noodle chicken noodle soup <laughs> Actually, funny funny story there's three people from our hometown that have the nicknames chicken noodle and soup yeah, and there are right. occasional times that you can end up with the three of them in the bar at the same time <laughs> Chicken noodle and soup. Oh and then you, you had to like position yourself in such a way that you could get them all in your line of vision at the same time. Uh-huh. And then you nudge the person next to you and you're like, hey, guess what that is? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we come from such a funny place, man. It is. Although I think bishops might have beat us for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, so as uh, Jaff, our friend Jaff, Jaff, not to be confu- confused with Jeff, Jaff. J, A, F, Jaff. I feel like anybody who had read the blog knows me as Jeff anyways. Yeah, um, I share this with a lot of people that are not part of the whole community. Like my friends and my family, and, and they're always saying, who's Jeff, man? Who's Jeff? They should have read the blog back in the day. I know, I know. I'm trying to That's get one, It's one of the high watermarks of my life. I was in downtown St. John's. It actually happened twice. I was downtown with Slayer and had somebody come up and be like, because Slayer, we call Slayer Slayer generally, right? So you'll see some, somebody will overhear wait, us. Wait, wait, wait. Does he have uh, a Slayer tattoo? He should. Yeah, he definitely should. We'll we'll do that to him sometime. Or carve it into his chest or whatever. <laughs> just, just carve it into his forehead. <laughs> okay. But no, so we were downtown and just have somebody come up and be like, oh my God, you're Slayer, you Jaff, blah, 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 you know, and get recognized downtown by our Knicks somehow, which was just awesome. So I just, I guess I've, I've taken to being Jaff and this is my online persona. So now you want to relive uh, being online famous, huh? I too. You, that is the heart of it right there. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm down. Let's do this. But the, the name Jaff actually comes from a, it's a Clive Barker book called The Great and Secret Show. I took okay. the nick from a character in that book. Nice. I used to have all kinds of weird uh, handles back in the day, but ever since, I don't know, a couple of years ago, I just started using Crawley on everything. So here I am, that's a, Crawley. That's really imaginative nick I you know, have. Well, yeah, I used to be like my first online handle was Iceman, man. 
Iceman. I like Iceman. Yeah. Um, I remember you being Telos or Telos. Yeah, it was Telos. It's a BT Bam song. So that's fairly new. I only tried that out for a week and I didn't like it. I was like, I'm not a Telos, really. I look no, at myself in the mirror really. and I say, you're not Telos. You're Crawly, man. Everyone calls you Crawly. I need to be more than myself when I'm in these online things. I'm like, you know what? Jeff, Jeff's a superhero. Jeff can do anything. My regular, everyday life, I'm not a superhero. <laughs> that might be called um, delusional. I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a well-intended and applied delusion that i'm proud of and i put a lot of work into okay good good man. you can right, do so anything when we... you grow up Ian. i mean jeff Shall... sorry <laughs> all right so our interview today which is our first interview and we interview soup 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 is the first one in the hot seat. And while we figured this out, we must have done this interview like 45 times. In the future, interviews will be done once. Yeah. That's but he's been a good sport. Yeah, this is, no, this is the third time. It's not that bad. The first one was the best, I think. And we, and we never kept it. We just did a trial. Yeah, I guess it probably loses some of its improbability as it goes. Yeah. Now, that we, now that we know what we're trying to talk about. But anyway, we cover his... And NGF's uh, Dungeons and Dragons adventures. And um, did we already talk about this? I feel like we've already said all of this. Maybe. Well, but anyway, we'll, Ultimate Hunter we'll games. Find, we'll find out in a minute. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to review it. We're just going to slap it up online so yes. you can all cringe in your cars on your way to work tomorrow. <laughs> just making like armpit farts for like a while. <laughs> all right. So let's cut to the interview. What do you think? Uh, yeah, and anybody who just really doesn't want to listen to us talk about Dungeons and Dragons, just jump ahead ten minutes, and you can hear about our upcoming Ultimate Hunger Games. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. So tune in. Hello. Well, hello, everybody. It's April twenty third, two thousand fifteen, and you're listening to the second episode of the Good Times Podcast. As usual, your hosts are going to be me, Jeff, and my co-host Crawley. Hi. Hi. And our special guest this evening is Soup. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Nice hi, Soup. You. How's it going, man? All right. I can't complain about how I'm going down here in southern Ontario, even though it snowed a little bit today. <laughs> All right. So tonight's episode, <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking to Soup about his role in Good Times. So we're going to be focusing on his job as our dm for our dungeons and dragons games which he excels at and an upcoming good times lab that he's going to be running called the ultimate hunger games online. okay 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 i gotta interrupt you there uh jeff but why for, for those of us who don't know what a dm is please could you uh, uh dm sometimes referred to gm is a dungeon master or game master it's uh the person who kind of well, Dungeons and Dragons itself is a kind of an interactive storytelling medium. There's a you know a kind of a rule set set up. People use all kinds of different right. things, but it's a it's a it's an effort in collaborative storytelling essentially. And the the DM is essentially the guide for okay. that. So exercise. you're kind of directing everybody and whatnot, more or less. Uh, very much, very much so. It's 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 very it's very akin to a, a director. Okay. Or a god. A god. Hmm, I like that. I like that comparison. <laughs> that, that might be the first time I've been referenced as a god. Okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Just take it and run. Yeah. Yep. 
Lord Soup. So what we've what I've been doing uh, recently has been we've been getting together online and we've I found this wonderful tool. It's called uh, the Roll Twenty system, and it's a uh, it's essentially a widget in uh, Google Hangouts, which uh, allows us to collaborate online together through to play D- Dungeons and Dragons online, and it's a incredibly robust system that has all kinds of neat features that I've just barely been able to scratch the surface of. And, you know, like things like what we used recently is more like fog of war. Uh, there's all kinds of widgets that allow us to do little tiny, little tiny things, which uh, really enhance the experience. And I, I've been actually quite surprised at how, how, how strong this has gone, how well it's gone actually. Right. So Google's on board with, with making this better for you then uh very much very much so it, awesome. there's actually a there's actually a little bit of a business model under underneath of it of people trying to uh sell you their art assets and that's how they kind of support it but you, you don't have to pay for anything that's it's actually like again i'm the more i use it the more impressed i am cool google's been treating us pretty well across the board in these little good times labs lately yeah yeah absolutely so, Jeff, you're a part of this as well, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. What's your uh, role? I, I found it really useful so, thus far. Is it's, it's a it's just a way to get us kind of a a place to it's, it's just something happening, kind of something happening again, kind of bring us back together online. Part of a way to bring us back together online, and so you know, kind of as a bit of a community builder. Uh, even though it's not bringing everyone in, it's still uh, kind of just keeping the weekly pace going of. of doing something in the good times lab just to get us get us back to the core idea of having fun right and, and, t- and talking to each other which is like you know i think like rooted in that is also this podcast and any other format that brings us into conversation outside of our usual text-based environments um the current D campaign that we're running is my, myself um as a dragonborn rogue and Hood and Rouser is our other player, who I guess his current nick shift is to Rum Runner because that, that's easier off the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully, we'll see them all on the blog as we start to grow up the commenting community again in the near future. So, are you guys it's, open to taking new players on with you, or is it, is it kind of a, a group of four uh, and that's all? As it, as it grows over time, I think we are. I'm trying to open it up to, to maybe we'll see where it goes, but. Uh, with a couple more with a couple more bodies i've already got one person kind of lined up to come in in the near future and beyond that i don't think i'd want to go much more than five players it's one of these but even still uh aside from that it would be kind of thing i could run like one-offs or occasional events for other people at times but it's kind of the thing is that as it's an exercise and shared storytelling uh you know it's kind of you kind of get the oceans 12 or oceans 13 feel where there's too many stars right and it kind of detracts from it kind of detracts from the overall experience too many cooks uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't sing that horn but that, no, another thing too that, that happens as we come together and form these little creative collectives within good times is that other things spin out of them so i'm in reference to our d and d campaign that we currently have off the ground um, JR has already been talking about making a comic out of the gameplay as it occurs. So I, I, I these things are never really just limited to uh, what they are. Yeah, it's 
it's kind of I it's kind of thing too that having a little post I think a little post mortem and a post kind of a postscript might be something that I could work on in the future just as a kind of a a storytelling guide more or less which Mm -hmm. I I think could be could be interesting in and of itself but I mean that's (laughs) that's probably ways off uh currently these clowns are trying to steal everything that they can get their hands on it's it's been a bit of an interesting experience thus far sounds like the real world (laughs) Little. He's working with a pile of thieves. <laughs> yeah. So you want to tell about designing the world of um, this campaign or your campaigns in general? Maybe uh, talk about how your role as the good times economist comes into play. Uh, well, in, in, in most of our role-playing games, uh, the worlds that people base on a lot of times are pre-generated. They take from existing source material and base it off that. Uh, a lot of people, too, also design their kind of design, run their own campaigns. My core in concept in building this world, I put a fair amount of time into it already, even previous to this campaign, was designing a reason why these places exist and why uh, trade moves from one place to another, why these guys are hauling crates of whale oil from the coast, why timber is valuable here. What happens when a when a bunch of dwarves who are making all kinds of weapons are next to are next door to a very peaceful kingdom that have no, you know, not a large market for it? So it, it was the economies and the flow of trade and the what this geography did that is formed the basis, the underlying basis of the world that I'm creating and the world that these these characters inhabit, and it was that which drove it was it's that which drives the world and I. It's gave a reason for people to be where they are and do what they're doing, which I think has been uh, what I've gained the most from it myself. Is I, I just enjoy it. that that's, that's that particular aspect. That's interesting. Um, so it's open world. Then there's other clans or groups among. Um, well, the world. no, it's not. It's, well, it, the world is is somewhat vast. There is a particular setting and uh, like an individual town where action has kind of been the hub recently. Where where the players play, but it is only my world. You know, anyone that I would choose to put in there would only be in mine and it's only my documents. But, okay. Uh, these, these, it's a vast, what I have created so far is a vast continent where they're free to move wherever they wish, whether they explore most of it or not. These, you know, the world exists with or without the characters, I suppose. How much time do you spend uh, designing um, a night's play? Uh, a typical, a typical a typical hour of play requires about two hours of prep work. There, give or take some. Uh, it's not always that much, but it's it's they're practical, and plus there's some uh, world building built inside uh, along with it. Well, super. From those of us that have an opportunity to play in your worlds, I'll have to say thank you. Oh. <laughs> How about we move this on to a conversation about Ultimate Hunger Games? How do you guys feel about that? What is Ultimate Hunger Games? Where did it all begin? What is uh, it? I'm just the Ultimate Hunger Games <laughs> was uh, a creation of myself and Jaff, and uh, we uh, it started as a Reddit post actually. By the time the initial Hunger Games movie was coming out, it was basically a joke of okay, for anyone who doesn't know what the Hunger Games is, it's a bunch of you know post-apocalyptic future world where, for the entertainment of the masses, a bunch of children fight each other to death and (laughs) nothing like battle royale at all no yeah yeah (laughs) uh and the winner lives and is treated like a hero but 
the concept was uh, the joke was okay let's take a bunch of these characters that are big at the time you know iron man batman uh aragorn gandalf yeah to <laughs> whoever else and put them in jurassic park and make them fight to the death and the person that was running the show was was jigsaw from uh the saw series so we thought that was a uh, we thought that was a, a great idea and uh so we just we uh developed a game semi from that where we put a bunch of random characters from pop culture uh they could either you know some of them were superhero characters like iron man or bruce wayne or uh whatnot some of them were horror creatures we had a uh, mike myers we ha- actually had mike myers from the halloween series and then some of them were jokes like uh mike My- like Mike Myers from or Wayne Campbell from uh, <laughs> Wayne and Gareth, and what would happen? And we'd put them in and we'd randomly draw them out, and these two characters would what would happen in a fight to the death if these two characters or Hunger Games type situation if two of these characters randomly ran into each other? Right, but in the, in the instance of uh, Mike Myers versus Mike Myers, there's not really <laughs> much contest, right? Well, what we said is that we also put in the fact that you know, like some of these some of these idiots just live their life by being fluky idiots mm-hmm. so that's so, so you know sometimes how these guys get out of it well, but in they, gen- if i could just cut in for a second mm. oh, no, um i think that the, the core element that might be missed here is that the actual gameplay is a game of debate so yeah. how a, a battle is settled is based mostly on the emotional commitment of the players to the characters that are being played so then you bring into mind something like i don't know the divinity of a character or his improbable odds and then these weird random events will take place. Yeah. For for example, like we we would put all those names, all those general characters in a bag, we draw them out, and uh, we we lay it on the table. We wouldn't just it's not one person chooses. Everyone says you know gives their opinion on what would happen if these two characters ran into each other. And depending on the group that's sitting around playing, your opinion your opinions of these various characters can alter dramatically. And the game's never not even the same draws would be played the same way twice with as long as there are different people in the room. It was also a very, uh, very good social game because it, it, it lacked, uh, it doesn't require an intense amount of commitment from anybody is that people could get up and drop in and drop out as easy as they wanted to. Uh, and different people were passionate about different, different types of characters and would be often would often speak up about that. Uh, you know, speak up for their favorites. We'll say. Right. Yeah, so the, the people who would generally win if like the same people were playing it over time could shift suddenly when you added somebody who was a fan of a particular canon. Um, like, we would often just kill off any characters um, from that sparkly vampire genre. But then, like, every now and then, I don't know, some of the girls would be really committed to them, and you would see those characters surviving for several rounds. <laughs> uh, yeah. Jacob from Twilight did far too well. <laughs> uh, but that being said, that the from this, what I'm gonna, my next project, what I'm gonna try to do is get a a, a group of people together and play Ultimate Hunger Games online, and try to get that off the ground, and perhaps even record it or uh, do it via webcam and film it, and then perhaps post it and see where we go from there. But for now, we're still it's still a little bit in the planning stage but I'm hopeful to have something concrete to put forward in the near future. It definitely sounds uh, interesting, and um, <clears throat> getting people to use their imagination is is key, I think. 
it, it gets to be a heated debate that's also kind of hilarious because you might be emotionally committed, but how serious are you really going to feel about you know the death of Super Dave Osborne? <laughs> so it's like is it he still alive in fun. real life? The alcohol, the alcohol helps as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. What 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 happens when Conan the Barbarian runs into Super Dave Osborne? What about Conan O'Brien? <laughs> Well, they're both tall. So, right. <laughs> but again, that's something to pass. That's something to pass around. Also, the fact this game, we actually play tested it quite a bit to get it in the kind of end state that it ended up in, uh, and I'm, we're really comfortable at the end about what what we had had and the kind of kind of pro, kind of event, the event game that it was. It was based and, a lot more on playability than structure. It was fun to play. It was designed to be fun to play, and it ended up being a riot. I don't think anybody played it that didn't laugh crying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It sounds funny. So hopefully within the next month, there will be a, a online an online version for people to check out themselves and uh, see what the game's all about. Well, sign so, me up. <laughs> you can sign me up for that one as well, Sue. So where do you um, where do you or sorry, what do you see being the big changes? Like what? Uh, where do you anticipate there being problems or shifts in the gameplay going from uh, you know a real life party game to something we're going to be trying to play online? I, I one I do think there are several problems already. I've already identified it. One is there was part of what the fun was the physical aspect of uh, actually the way we kept people involved was we had a, a little hat that you draw a bag actually it was a crutch shitty christmas stocking that we pass around and that people would draw names that's where the names would be and they draw them out of the hat per se and that was a way to keep people involved even if they weren't particularly interested in the game they were still still had some level of involvement i see that because that aspect is just not going to be there uh so i see see that being a something that's lost i also don't necessarily know about the the time length or uh when you're in a room with people it's uh, the social cues for who wants to talk and whose turn it is to talk are a lot easier to pick up on. Right. Uh, whereas we're in an online setting, it's not necessarily always the case. And to quote my, to paraphrase my favorite quote from Donald Rumsfeld, there are going to be some unknown unknowns. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about, um, you know, <clears throat> compiling a list of all the, the characters and, and, and people that you want to, you want to draw from and there's just a, a script written with a you know a randomization button. You just hit the button and boom, you have your guy. Uh, yeah, I was probably going to get down a nitty gritty of it. I was going to have do it in a in a spreadsheet type thing, but okay. it, right. it's it's not so much it's not so much the act of drawing the characters. It's the it's the lack of the it's lack of the individual agency for the person in taking is the as the requisite for taking part. Right. That 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 that's the missing. Now I'm not saying we can't replace that. I'm just saying is that's a issue I see as perhaps uh, something to overcome going forward. I would say that the, from my perspective, the two biggest weaknesses that the online is going to is going to have one is going to be the the lack of the bag. There was a physical element of pa passing a bag around and drawing out the names and anticipating which names are going to get drawn out and having that reaction to that piece of paper being read that I think is going to be missing. And the other thing I think is the, is a walk walk away ability of the game, where I could get up from the game and go get a beer or get a rum, and then 
talk to somebody in the kitchen for a while and then come back to the game and another part of the party. Because at the end of a game, there, it wasn't um, it wasn't a player that won, right? It was the the a character had won the game. Like, a, a story had been told and a character had won the game. Yes. And no, it wasn't. It, and it was that was another wonderful aspect. It was, it's non-competitive. I'm not backing a player. You're not backing a player. We may have our individual favorites, but it's not it's not me versus you. I don't win anything. I no one win. No particular person wins at the end of the game, mm-hmm. which. And competitive games do tend to have, you know, can drive people away fairly easily. Well, if anybody can handle this task soup, I assume it's going to be Good Time's favorite game master. So I think it's in capable hands. Well, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it sounds fun. Let's get that going, guys. All, all right. right. Well, that hopefully will be coming up in the next probably month or two. Um, all right. So you want to close out the conversation about Ultimate Hunger Games? Any final points on that? Uh, I wouldn't mind. There is a Reddit post up right now. Uh, in the Good Times Lab uh, subreddit. And if anyone has any suggestions for uh, characters you'd like to see, they can be wacky, they can be wild. Uh, you know, we've had people from, you know, Conan the Barbarian to Ripley from the Aliens franchise to Tony Stark to Batman. Only rule is no Hulks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So oh, God, the, the name of the Good Good Times subreddit is Good Times Labs, right? That's yes. right. Yeah. Um, um, imagine at this point and going forward, these podcasts will probably be put up on the blog. So we'll use the blog URL to pass around the podcast. I can easily put the subreddit link in the show notes on the blog. Yes, or, we have a lot of places online. Or you can, or if anyone has suggestions, you can. I'm sure you can post them in the show co- in the comments for the show as well. Right. And of course, you can always visit us on IRC. But of course, gtblog.ca. So that's the easiest one, really, right now. Okay. We're so confusing. Good stuff. (laughs) Uh, Nice talking to you, Soup. Maybe we'll see you around. Huh? All right. See y'all online. Actually, could I just toss him one another quick question just to close this up? No. No, no, there are no more questions. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. But, uh, Soup, I just want to hear your thoughts on what the good times mean to you and where you would like to see the good times go. Good Times to me is a, is a bunch of creative, fun people trying to achieve something great through fun play interaction that hopefully change the world for the better. Well, <laughs> have, have, fun, have fun along the way. <laughs> have funnel cake along the way. Yeah. Funnel cake? Funnel, funnel cake. cake. Funnel cake. <laughs> so we'll have funnel cake nights every Friday. With tea and like little cake forms. <laughs> Okay, that's ridiculous. I love you, bastards. Have a good night, Super. Thanks right. for chatting with us. Yeah, thanks a lot, Soup. You're welcome. Well, that was fun, Jeff. Hey. It was. Yeah. That was our interview with Soup from earlier today, and where we talked about Dungeons and Dragons and Ultimate Hunger Games, which is going to be online soon. Soup is long-standing good timer, blogger from the old site, helps us come up with a nice few of our games. He's fancy. He yeah. does the interviews well. Neat, I like him. <laughs> All right, so that was our second episode. Hopefully it was well-received. We should throw a thank you out to Stris for giving us all those beeps and boops. We'll have some more outro music coming up. We sound almost official or something. No, no, we don't. Mm-hmm. Not at all. <laughs> I can pretend. I can pretend <laughs> we sound official. Yes, you can. 
<laughs> Stris makes us sound sexy. Um, and I, hopefully we'll have Stris in the hot seat next week, which is, I mean, we'll just be talking about mayonnaise and porn the whole time. Well, <laughs> we're basically calling him out on it right now. So uh, he's got just, no other choice. That would be really dirty. Man, I will, I will go buy all kinds of mayonnaise. Just mayonnaise or stress. Um, I don't know what else we need to talk about that's happening in the good times right now. I mean, Ennis is pushing the music scene page pretty hard. He should have um, band reviews hopefully coming up in the next little while. And um, Fog has been tweaking our resident AI, Peril Girl. She's getting right fancy in the channel again. Wait, wait, wait. How how did you pronounce that? What's that? How did you pronounce that? Pearl? Pearl Girl or Pearl? Pearl Girl? Peril girl. How do you say it? I say pearl girl in my head. I don't, I've never said it out loud. That's the first time I've ever said pearl girl out loud in my life. I, it might be true for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a stats page for our IRC again, like we're in the 90s. Yeah, but no one gives a crap about that. You no, know what I, they I, give I, a crap about? You're right. You're right. No they does. need direction. You need to join us on, on IRC and, and get in on all of this silliness. It's fun. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Hopefully you'll hear us next week and every week after for the rest of your lives. For the Uh, rest of eternity. (laughs) So uh, keep making stuff and, uh, yeah, check out whatever else the guys are making and pop in another seat and say hi. And leave comments. We'll have actual show notes maybe kind of. Yeah, Yeah. gtblog.ca if you didn't get here from the blog. Which you probably did. Yeah. (laughs) Do 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 do